Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next time, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on Margot Robbie, Darius Rucker, Issa Rae, Justin Timberlake, Nicki Minaj, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. If I could be you. And you could be me for just one hour. If you could find a way. To get inside each other's mind. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. Walk a mile in my shoes. We've all felt left out. And for some, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Act Council. Walk a mile in my shoes. People won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, can potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. Family is your legacy. Planning for a natural disaster will make sure you're all safe. Visit ready.gov forward slash plan today for the tools and tips you need to protect that legacy. That's ready.gov forward slash plan. A message brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Give, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, the call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number one. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on X at thatsentertain1. That's T-H-A-T-S, entertain, and the number one. You can also follow me on X at stiletto14, stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. You can also follow me on Instagram at tjonesgibbs, that's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy and chilly 40 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you for once again for joining me and hanging out with me here on Blog Talk Radio. So uh, how has everyone been? You know, it is February 2024, and it is the start of Black History Month. So for the month of February, I will be schooling you on some of the history that black people have and is still today contributing to our society and our world that was never taught in school. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about or learn about Constance Baker Motley. She was an American lawyer and jurist. 
She was also an effective legal advocate in the civil rights movement and the first African-American woman to become a federal judge. Uh, That will be coming up at 15 minutes after the hour. Also, uh, tune in on February 10th for my annual Valentine's Day. It's the only show of the year where I do a full music show with some of my favorite artists to celebrate Lover's Holiday. So if you don't have any plans for that evening, hang out with me, keep me company. That's going to be on Saturday, February 10th at 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Block Talk Radio. So uh, this week we're going to be talking about Margot Robbie, and she is letting people know that the Oscar snub for Best Actress did not break her spirit. I'll tell you what she meant by that. Also, uh, Darius Rucker, you know, the front man from the group, uh, the former front man from the group Hootie and the Blowfish, well, he was just arrested. This just came over the wire. He was arrested on a minor drug offense. Also this week, we're going to be talking about Issa Rae. She revealed that she's becoming an independent creator. I'll tell you what she meant by that. And during a recent concert right here in New York City, Justin Timberlake shares his views on apologies that sparked some widespread debate. And also, Nicki Minaj has found herself in some hot water following her recent claim about Megan Thee Stallion and Rihanna. I'll tell you what that is all about. And uh, Danny Masterson, the actor who was in that show, that 70s show, well, he's been transferred to a maximum security prison that once housed notorious cult leader Charles Manson. And that's just the beginning. But let's get started. Uh, Margot Robbie is not letting the Oscar snub uh, for her for Best Actress break her spirit when it comes to Barbie, which still pulls off an expressive eight Academy Award nominations this year. Robbie is a nominee in the 2024 for Best Picture as she produced the blockbuster comedy. Uh, she recently joined her Barbie co-stars for a SAG after discussion where she was asked about the Best Actress Oscar snub and the insinuating outrage. Now, this is what she said. She said, quote, there's no way to feel sad when you know you're this blessed. That's what she said about the snub while adding that it was Greta Gerwig's lack of inclusion in the Best Director's race that was a bit more upsetting. Regardless, Robbie says she is beyond ecstatic with the film's eight Oscar nominations, which include Best Picture, Adapted Screenplay, Supporting Actor for Ryan Gosling, Supporting Actress for America Ferreira, Costume Design, Production Design, and two noms for Original Song. Both Robbie and Gerwig combined Oscar snub ignited controversy following the announcement of this year's Academy Award nominations. Their nominated co-stars, Gosling and Ferreira, separately addressed the snub and both expressed disappointment with the Academy. Robbie is nominated for Best Actress at the upcoming SAG Awards, where the cast is also up for the evening top prize of Outstanding Ensemble in a Motion Picture. Darius Rucker, this just came over the wire, actually, was arrested on a minor drug offense in Williamson County, Tennessee. 
the musician was arrested on two counts of simple possession, casual exchange of a controlled substance, and one count of a violation of Tennessee vehicle registration law, the Williamson County Sheriff's Office confirmed to uh, People magazine. Authorities did not identify the controlled substance. Rucker was taken into custody by the Williamson County Sheriff's Office and booked on the three charges, all misdemeanors. The country star was released on $10,000 bond and is no longer in custody. It is not known what led to Rucker's arrest, and according to TMZ, which first reported the arrest, police said Rucker's allegedly had expired tags on his car. Rucker released his most recent album, Caroline, Caroline's Boy, in October. It marks his first solo album in six years and is full of very personal songs. Uh, it is, it's, it's named after someone near and dear to his heart, his mother, Caroline, who died in 1992. In December, the former Hootie and the Blowfish lead singer was honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Issa Rae uh, revealed that she may become an independent creator down the line. During an interview with Netta Porter, the California native spoke about the changing TV landscape. Issa explained that due to diversity trends and hires getting canned, it's become difficult to tell black stories. Ray explained that the amount of black shows being canceled, including her own, has made her pessimistic about the future. This is what she said. She said, quote, you're seeing so many black shows get canceled. You're seeing so many executives, especially on the DEI, which stands for Diversity, uh, Equity, and Inclusion, side, get canned. Uh, You're seeing very clearly now that our stories are less of a priority. I am pessimistic because there's no one holding anybody accountable, and I can sure be, but also at what cost. I can't force you to make my stuff. It's made me take more steps to try to be independent down the line if I have to, unquote. Now, later in the interview, the creator explained that she wants to enter a space of service in a decade. The insecure creator explained that helping people through uh, philanthropist endeavors is ultimately her end goal, but while she's in entertainment, she plans on going hard. Now, Issa Rae also says she has much more to do regarding green collaborators and has barely scratched the surface. Issa Revelation arrived on the heels of her show, Rap Shit, being canceled, and according to Variety, HBO notified the show team that the series wouldn't return for a third season. Rae's Sweet Life Los Angeles was also canceled by the network in 2022. During a recent concert right here in New York City, Justin Timberlake shared his views on apologies, sparking widespread debate. In an impassioned performance at his concert, he seemingly addressed the discussion surrounding his past relationship with Britney Spears. He insisted that he had no regrets about his actions and that he did not believe he owed anyone, including his ex, an apology. He made a bold declaration stating, quote, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely effing nobody, unquote. Now, Justin's comments come shortly after Brittany apologized for potentially causing pain to those mentioned, including Justin, in her memoir. Now, Justin's statement has elicited mixed reaction from the public. Some fans believe he is taking a defensive stance and should take accountability for his past behavior. 
Others support Justin's assertion that he has no obligation to apologize for his actions. Britney Spears' memoir released in January of 2023 provided a controversial account of her life, including her rise to stardom, struggles with mental health, and conservatorship battle. Her apology for unintentionally causing harm to others through her words has sparked a conversation about accountability and the public expectations of celebrities. Whether Justin Timberlake should apologize to Britney Spears remains a matter of personal opinion. The ongoing discussion highlights the, the complex nature of accountability, apologies, and the public expectations of celebrities. Justin, who announced on Friday that he will embark on the Forget Tomorrow World Tour. And Nicki Minaj has found herself in hot water following her recent claim about Megan Thee Stallion and Rihanna. The Barbie world spitter was blasted by many for seemingly comparing the Girl in the Hood Raptors trauma for that of the Umbrella songstress. On Wednesday, January 31st, the 41-year-old hip-hop artist became a hot topic on X, formerly known as Twitter. It happened after she recently joined Twitter Spaces hosted by Joe Budden. Now, at the time, she made a statement about the traumas of Megan, who had foot injuries after Tory Lane shot her, and Rihanna, who was left with facial injuries, injuries after Chris Brown assaulted her. Now, after receiving a question which read, quote, you say you wanted a Rihanna moment, so I want to know which Rihanna moment. From her, from a co-host, Nikki stated, saying, quote, well, you know you're going to Google Here's the thing, Rihanna is just known for being herself. You get what you see, you see what you get type of vibe, right? Rihanna never milked somebody. You could tell she couldn't wait to try to move on with her life, unquote. Now, life later on, uh, one user released a screen recording of Nikki's remark and tweeted, quote, did she say Megan wanted a Rihanna moment, comparing traumas like a competition? The user went on to complain that Joe Button sat there and listened to this and didn't say a thing. Are, are you really surprised? Um, the tweet led other ex-users to voice their opinion on the matter, and in the reply section, one in particular wrote, this is the dumbest kind of thought pattern regarding violence against women I ever heard, comparing the two situations and reactions, especially Meg, who lost two loved ones, got shot, and didn't even pursue charges. She tried to protect that, uh, she tried to protect Tory Lanez, and then the industry turned on her. Another person also responded saying, Rihanna wasn't trying to milk that part of her life. Meg literally disappeared for months and isn't on social media during and after that Tory trial. How was she milking it? Now, Nikki claims came amid her beef with Megan following the release of Megan's single, Hiss, which is believed to be a diss track against Nikki on Friday, January 26. In response, Nikki dropped a song titled Bigfoot, in which she rapped about Megan's late mother, Holly Thomas, and since then, the feud had gotten worse. Later on, Nikki fans, the bars, reportedly shared the address of Holly's grave at Paradise Cemetery south in Texas, and threatened to dis- desecrate the grave. And then on Tuesday, January 30, it was reported that the grave site had increased security personnel at their facility. Recently, the address of Nikki's late father, Robert Barrage, grave in Utica, New York, was unveiled on social media by Cardi B fans. Um, you know, as long as I had this show, you know, when it comes to beef between rappers, 
you know, I can see guys doing this, but when it comes to female rappers, I can't stand it. I hate it. I don't like when women rappers beef against each other. Nicki Minaj felt that it was her right to talk about uh, Megan's mother who passed because she spoke about her husband being incarcerated, being a uh, a convicted uh, sexual assaulter, a, a, a alleged rapist. So she felt that it was just in her right to go ahead and diss. And now fans of Nikki wants to go and 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 desecrate her mother's grave. And a lot of people said that Nikki went too far. This is not the same thing because her mother passed away. So it's just getting really nasty, and I just don't like it. I really don't like it. And then Nikki put out a single called Bigfoot where in the photo it shows a, a big, huge foot with a pink boot in stepping in the footprint. In other words, saying that Meg is this um, larger woman, um, kind of making fun of her size, actually. And uh, Nikki also put out the question about did she really get shot? There was no evidence. She never showed her wounds or a scar or whatever. But that's beside the part. A woman got assaulted. So, you know, unfortunately, Nikki did go too far. Um, After this, you know, I don't think I'm going to be that much of a Nicki Minaj fan. I used to like Nicki Minaj. I was a fan of her, but... You've gone too far, Nikki, and I don't know if I'm going to be, you know, be much of a fan after this. Uh, right now we have uh, 17 minutes after the hour. As I told you earlier in the show, this is February, the start of Black History Month. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about a, uh, a woman by the name of Constant Baker Motley. That's right. Uh, Constant was a she was born on September 14, 1921 in New Haven, Connecticut. She uh she was an American lawyer and jurist and she was an effective legal advocate in the civil rights movement and she was also the first African American woman to become a federal judge between 1966 to 2005. Now Constance Baker's father was a, uh, a uh, let's see he was a chef for Skull and Bones or chief, actually, for Skull and Bones, an exclusive social club at Yale University in New Haven, Connecticut. Her interest in civil rights led her to join the local chapter of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, as we know, the NAACP, after she was denied admission to public beach and skating rink. Unable to afford a college education despite her academic talent, she she um, so impressed wealthy white contractors and philanthropist Clarence Blakely that he paid for her education. She graduated from New York University in 1943, three years later after earning a law degree from Columbus Columbia University right here in New York City. She married Joel Wilson Motley, a real estate and insurance broker. And even before completing law school, she joined the Legal Defense and Educational Fund of the NAACP, where she worked with Thurgood Marshall. And over the 20 years period during which she served as a staff member and associate counsel, she won nine civil rights victories in cases she argued before the U.S. Supreme Court, including 
James H. Meredith Wright to be admitted to the University of Mississippi in 1962, and from 1964 to 1965, Motley served a full term in New York State Senate, and in 1965, she became the first woman to serve as a city borough president. While working in that capacity, Motley developed a plan to revitalize the inner city and to improve housing and inner city schools. Uh, in 1966, President Lyndon B. Johnson nominated her to the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of New York, making Motley the first black woman to be appointed to a federal judgeship. And although opposed by Southern conservatives in the Senate, she was eventually confirmed and later became a chief judge. That was in 1982, and a senior judge in 1986, serving in the latter post until her death. In addition to numerous awards and honorary degrees recognizing her contribution to civil rights in the legal profession, Motley was inducted in the National Women Hall of Fame in 1993. Her autobiography, Equal Justice Under Law, was published in 1998. She passed away in, uh, in September, of 20, September 28, 2005. And that is our Black History Moment. Miss Constant Baker Motley. Um, you know, this um, Danny Masterson, uh, he has been transferred to the maximum security prison that once housed notorious cult leader Charles Manson, the former uh, That 70 Show actor who was sentenced last September to 30 years to lie behind bars after being found guilty of raping two women 20 years ago, was transferred from North Kern State Prison to Cochrane State Prison in California on January 29th. Now, sources told Deadline that the 47-year-old actor is being held at the men-only jail high-security level unit, partly for his own protection. His online file states he will be unable to seek parole until 2042, subject to staying out of trouble. The prison, which was uh, also previously housed uh, Sirhan Sirhan, Robert F. Kennedy's killer, uh, is currently over capacity with 3,700 inmates, 42 of whom are on death row and includes a protected housing unit which accommodates 47 men who require extraordinary protection from other prisoners. Last week, Masterson was denied bail while he appealed his case over concern he has every incentive to, fr- to flee. The decision to deny bail comes as he has appealed against his rape conviction. A new James Brown song recorded more than 50 years ago will be released later this month. According to the source, the song title, We Got the Chain, will be released on February 16th by Umi Republic Records. The unreleased song will be packaged on the title track of a three-song EP by Brown, which includes the music legend's earliest recordings alongside bassist Felt Catfish Collins and P-Funk icon Bootsy Collins. The recording session for We Got the Change took place on August 16, 1970 in a criteria studio in Miami, Florida. The song also includes contribution from renowned funky drummer Clyde Stummerfield and singer Bobby Bird, two of Brown's most trusted collaborators. We Got the Change is also among the first incarnation of Brown's backing band, the JBs, which would 
worked closely with The Godfather of Soul over the subsequent decade. In 2019, Republic released Live at Home with His Bad Self, a concert album from Brown's recorded on October 1, 1969 at the Bell Oratorium in Augusta, Georgia. And despite having passed in 2006, James Brown's legacy still looms large on February 19th and February 20th, days following We Got the Change release. A&E will premiere James Brown's Say It Loud, a four-part documentary directed by Deborah Riley Draper, executive produced by Mick Jagger, Quest Love, Tariq Black Thought, Trotter, Sean Gee, and others. Say It Loud will uh, we'll touch on the multifaceted life and career of Brown, as well as his impact on music and society. And uh, Gatorade has tapped DJ Khaled for its first ID capsule. The Gatorade and DJ Khaled line, which includes a Khaled personalized uh, GX bottle, Towel and Jordan brand hoodie will also launch the hydrating beverage brand free and personalized membership platform Gatorade ID. The collaboration was created with the Grammy-winning producer in mind. The Orange GX bottle has a unique sign that celebrates Cali's vibrant hometown of Miami, Florida. The towel was made with Cali's successful label, We the Best, in mind as the fleece pullover hoodie merges the three iconic brands of Gatorade, We the Best, and Jordan brand. The first collaboration on the Gatorade ID will be available exclusively for purchase on Gatorade's official website starting Thursday, February 8th for $140. Wow. Right now we have here uh, 25 minutes after the hour. Coming up, we're going to be talking about Alec Baldwin. Uh, He did plead not guilty to the new charges of involuntary manslaughter. I'll tell you more about that. And the highly anticipated Suit spinoff, Suit LA, is officially getting a new palette at uh, NBC Universal. And fans of NBC beloved sitcom The Office got some huge news. I'll tell you what that is. And put on your wing eyeliner and get your nail polish out because Sofia uh, Coppola, Priscilla, is streaming on Max. I'll tell you when that date will be. And the Nightmare Before Christmas creator Tim Burton and Gone Girl writer Gillian Flynn are tackling a remake of Attack of the 50-Foot Woman. All those stories and more coming up after the break, so don't go anywhere. Yeah. 
yeah. Now I'm on the fire, yeah. I'm gonna take it high, yeah. Okay, let slide, yeah. That shit wasn't quiet, yeah. Tell him come outside, baby. We ain't tryna hide. But I'm on, I'm on, I'm ready. You know when I'm back, it's all the You know that I'm ready for everything. You know I play, it's all the from Lil Nas X and Jay Christ. Before I went to the music break, I was telling you that uh, Alec Baldwin has pleaded not guilty to a new charge of involuntary manslaughter in connection with the fatal 2021 Russ shooting. Baldwin has entered his plea Wednesday as he waived his right to an arrangement, and this is according to the New Mexico court documents. He filed the document in Santa Fe County Court the day before his scheduled arrangement after he was indicted by a New Mexico grand jury in relation to the shooting for a second time on January 19th. Now, according to the court documents, Baldwin has been released on his personal recognizance. As part of the condition of his release, Baldwin must obey all local, state, and federal laws and may not possess a firearm or dangerous weapon, may not consume drugs or alcohol, and may not leave the country without written permission from the court. The court has allowed him to promote Russ, but he may not discuss the accident with anyone on production who may testify or the alleged victims. 
The actor was previously charged with involuntary manslaughter in January of 2023 before the criminal case against him was delayed when charges were dropped three months later. He now faces charges of involuntary manslaughter, negligence use of a firearm, or alternatively involuntary manslaughter without due caution or circumspection. Baldwin could face up to 18 months in prison if convicted under this new charge and according to New Mexico law. The actor lawyer Alex Spiro and Luke Nikas at Quinn Emanuel said, quote, we look forward to our day in court in response to his indictment on January 19th. Aside from Baldwin, Russ on said Amara, uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed was also previously charged with involuntary manslaughter. She entered a not guilty plea in August and is set to stand trial in February. The highly anticipated Suits spinoff, Suits LA, is officially getting a new pilot at NBC Universal. The network has ordered a pilot for the series which will be set in the same universe as the original legal drama. The project helmed by soup creator Aaron Korsh will feature a brand new cast, though it remains unknown if the actors from the 2011 series will make an appearance. Under the direction of Victoria Mahoney, the show is scheduled to begin production in late March in Vancouver, Canada. If the pilot goes to series, Suits LA could be released sometime in the 2024-2025 season. Many stars from the original series have been vocal about their desire to return to the suit universe. And ahead of the 2024 Golden Glows, Patrick J. Adams, who played Mike Ross in the nine-season USA Network series, told E.T.'s Rachel Smith during the Variety and E.T.'s Golden Glow 2024 pre-show that he would be open to reprising his role. In June, Netflix announced that the drama also starring Meghan Markle, Gabrielle Mott, Rick Hoffman, Gina Torres, and Sarah Rafferty was coming to the streamer for the first time. Suits had a, a runaway summer since hitting uh, like cues where it continued to trend. The series hit 3 billion viewers minutes between uh, Netflix and Peacock for the week of June 26th to July 2nd. And on Netflix, Suits' first season accumulated more than 26 million hours viewed during that week alone. And this is according to the streamer's top 10 list. The show remained in its top 10 series for at least four weeks. Season 1 to 8 of Suits can be streamed on Netflix. The ninth and final season of the drama is available on Peacock. And fans of NBC beloved sitcom The Office got some huge news at the start of 2024 when it was revealed that showrunner Greg Daniels had opened a development room to officially begin planning a reboot. Details on a new uh, iteration of The Office are scarce, but Emmy winner Brian Cranston recently floated the idea to some of his sitcom's original cast members of doing it as a film instead of a series. Cranston uh, asked Jenna Fisher, who played Pam on the show, and Angela Kinsey, who played Angela, while guesting on their uh, Office Ladies podcast. 
Now, uh, Fisher says she should. Uh, she said she would sign on to a movie version of The Office as long as Daniels is involved. Now, Cranston has uh, tied The Office as the director of the season nine episode Work Bus, but he wouldn't want to go on camera to star in a potential movie reboot in any official capacity. Despite Cranston's question, uh, the office reboot is shaping up to a television series, and it's also um, it's also most likely not going to continue the story of the characters from the NBC sitcom original run. Now, Daniels told the rap last year that he's not interested in a reboot in the traditional sense and is more eager to tell a different story within the same universe. That means original Office characters would certainly pop up on the show, but they probably won't be the primary focus. The Office, an American adaptation of the British TV series of the same name, ran for nine seasons and 201 episodes on NBC between 2005 and 2013. The show was headlined by Steve Carell, who has often said he will never appear in a reboot of the series. All episodes of The Office are currently available to stream on Peacock. And put on your wing eyeliners and get your nail polish out because Sofia Coppola Priscilla is streaming on Max beginning February 23rd following its October theatrical release. Based on the book Elvis and Me by Priscilla Presley, the A24 film star Kaylee uh, Spaney uh, in the Tyler role, uh, chronically her marriage to uh, Elvis Presley, played by Jacob Elardi. From their first time meeting in Germany to the life they share at Graceline, Graceland, Priscilla details the rise and fall of the iconic couple's marriage while offering a different perspective on the king of rock and roll as told through the eyes of his wife. Spaney uh, received a Golden Globe nomination for Best Performance by a Female Actor. The film was also nominated for the Golden Lion at the 80th Annual Venice Film Festival, with Spaney winning the Copa Volpe for Best Actress. A Copa, actually, Copa Volpe. Um, the Nightmare Before Christmas creator Tim Burton and Gone Girl writer uh, Gillian Flynn, they are tackling a remake of the movie Attack of the 50-Foot Woman for Warner Brothers. Now, Burton is directing the upcoming film from a script by Flynn. The science fiction horror story follows a wealthy heiress who grows into a giant after an alien encounter and and she seeks revenge on her cheating husband. It's unclear how closely the, uh, this new take will follow the original 1958 movie starring Allison Hayes, William Hudson, and Yvette Vickers. The first film reportedly carried a budget of just $88,000, so it's reasonably to assume the remake will have a slightly higher price tag. The project reteamed Burton with Warner Brothers, where he is currently working on the sequel to his 1988 movie Beetlejuice. The follow-up film about a pesky poltergeist, newly and fittingly titled Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice uh, will be released in theaters on September 6th. His other uh, directing credits include Ed, uh, Edward Scissorhands and Alice in Wonderland, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and Planet of the Apes. As of February 1st, 
TikTok started to remove all music from Universal Music Group from the short-form video platform, including song catalogs of artists ranging from Taylor Swift to Bob Dylan. The removal of UMG's content from TikTok comes after the two companies failed to renew a licensing pact that expired on January 31st. Now, Universal Music accused TikTok of trying to bully the music company into a deal worth less than their previous agreement and alleged TikTok was not willing to address AI and piracy concerns. TikTok blasted Universal false narrative and rhetoric and said in a statement, it is sad and disappointing that Universal Music Group has put their own greed above the interests of their artists and songwriters. With the licensing agreement with UMG having expired, all music by artists licensing to Universal Music Group will be removed from TikTok General Music Library, and all videos containing music licensed by Universal will be muted. The removals for now affecting only recorded music licensed to UMG, if the company can't reach a deal soon, TikTok will be forced to pull content licensed from the Universal Music Publishing Group catalog as well. Universal Music Group artists include Taylor Swift, Bad Bunny, Sting, The Weeknd, Alicia Keys, SZA, Steve Lacey, Drake, Billie Eilish, Kendrick, Kendrick Lamar, Harry Styles, Ariana Grande, Justin Bieber, Adele, U2, Elton John, J Balvin, Brandy Carlisle, Coldplay, Pearl Jam, Bob Dylan, and Post Malone. And Tracy Chapman, who has not performed in public in years, will return into the spotlight to perform a duet of Fast Car with Luke Combs at the Grammys on Sunday night. Combs, who had... Um, who had a massive hit with his cover version of Fast Car last year, was already announced as a performer on the show. Chapman's appearance come as a significant surprise as she had has only performed for the cameras three times since wrapping up her last tour in 2009, and the singer had thus far resisted the popular demand to take advantage of the resurgence of Fast Car as an international phenomenon. Representatives for the Recording Academy could not be reached for comment. Cohn's version of Fast Car was ranked as the fifth biggest song of the year in U.S. for, for 2023 when Variety published its annual hitmakers list in late November, coming in ahead of smashes like Taylor Swift, Anti-Hero. It was a multi-format crossover hit for the country superstar, topping Billboard radio song chart for four weeks, making it to number one on the adult pop and country format for two weeks each, and topping out as an impressive number six at Top 40 Radio and number two on the Hot 100 charts. Chapman's original version came out in 1988 and peaked at number six on the Hot 100. Not really a reflection of how massive it was across demographics, dem demographics at the time. It reached the top five in the UK twice, once in 1988 and then again 23 years later in 2011. And the 2024 Grammy Awards is getting even more star-studded. On Wednesday, the Recording Academy announced a group of presenters, including Oprah Winfrey, Christina Aguilera, and Mara Streep, set to appear at the annual Music Awards show on February 4th. Additional presenters for, the, for this year's Grammys include Lenny Kravitz, 
Maluma, Lionel Richie, Mark Ronson, Samara Joy, Taylor Thomason, and more surprise guests. Hosted by Trevor Noah, the 2024 ceremony will be held at the Crypto.com Arena in Los Angeles and feature performances from artists including SZA, Joni Mitchell, Billie Eilish, Billy Joel, Dua Lipa, Luke Cohn, Burner Boy, Olivia Rodrigo, Travis Scott, and U2. The ceremony itself will be a race between some of the year's biggest stars that take home an award. SZA led this year's nomination with eight, followed by Phoebe Bridgers, uh, engineer Serban Gania, and Victoria Monet, who received seven nods each. Behind them, Rodrigo Eilish, Jack Atanoff, uh, John Baptiste, Boy Genius, Brandy Clark, Miley Cyrus, and Taylor Swift each garnered six nominations. The 2024 Grammy Awards air live this Sunday on CBS at 8 p.m. Eastern. Right now we got 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Thank you. 
that was new music from Usher featuring Fields in Ruin. Uh, right now we have here 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, Adele has some exciting news. On Wednesday, the Hello Musician announced she'll be performing four open-air summer shows in an 80,000-seat arena built specifically for her. The only downside for her U.S. fans is that all the shows will be taking place in Munich, Germany. Adele will perform the shows based at Munich Metz on August 2nd and 3rd before returning for two more on August 9th and 10th, 2024. The Best Spoke Arena will feature a mix of seated and standing areas. Adele announcement come as she continues to perform the last leg of her highly acclaimed weekend with Adele Las Vegas residency, which runs through June 15. The Munich shows will mark the first time Adele, who performed to a 65,000 strong crowd to London High Park in July of 2022, has played in mainland Europe since 2016. Ticket registration is open now at Adele.com and will close on February 5th at 12 p.m. Eastern. Registered fans will be able to purchase tickets on February 7th at 4 a.m. Eastern Time. The general ticket sales is then set for February 9th at 4 a.m. Eastern Time. Jennifer Hudson is playing in the NBA All-Star Celebrity Game for a very special reason, her late brother Jason. On Wednesday episode of the Jennifer Hudson Show, the singer and actress revealed that her dream of taking part in the event was finally becoming a reality. The talk show host who shared her son with ex-fiancé David Atunga then revealed that the game is significant because it falls on the same date as her late brother's birthday every year. Hudson brother, mother Darnell Donerson and seven-year-old nephew Julian King were murdered in October of 2008. Her former brother-in-law, William Balfour, was convicted of the murders. I spite uh, meteorotic rise could be due to hit another peak in 2024. The 24-year-old revealed that her debut album Y2K is coming out this year. The Bronx rapper appeared on the Today Show on Tuesday, January 30th, and was asked what what's coming next to her coming in her career. Next in her career, she announced the title Y2K, which signified her birthday, January 1st, 2000. It also popularly known as the day that the world was supposed to be reset to the year 1900 due to computers and industry grids melting via a glitch in their internal systems. While that didn't happen, the Delhi artist was born in Grace Music with her catchy bars just 22 years later. And as for her album, she said that it was was, was almost finished. She also revealed that a crazy collaboration had just been secured but did not share specific details about who it was with. I Spice first teased the album and titled back in November of 2023. She kicks off her 2024 campaign this past Friday with her new single, Thank You the Shit, Fart, which has been teased on social media for a few weeks prior. The four-time Grammy nominee accompanies the single with a video shot in Miami where she does her signature twerk and parties with her friends at sea. 2023 was a major year for the rising star. She shared her debut LP, Like, question mark, in January of 2023, collaborated with Nicki Minaj twice, appeared on Taylor Swift Karma Remix, and partnered with Dunkin' Donuts on the limited edition Munkin's Drink. 
Usher has given fans additional details on his anticipated ninth studio album. Taking to social media on Wednesday, the R&B singer shared the track list for his upcoming release, Coming Home. The album is set to drop on February 9th in alignment with his headlining Super Bowl uh, 60, I'm sorry, that's going to be 53rd halftime performance. Now, I'm sorry, yeah, 50, no, I'm sorry, that's 58. <laughs> the Super Bowl 58 halftime performance, boasting 20 songs to list share the previous release collaboration, Good Good with Summer Walker and 21 Savage, Standing Next to You remix with John Cook from BTS, as well as Risk It All with Her. Additionally, Lotto, Burner Boy, The Dream, and Fields, which we just you just heard make appearances. Nobly Usher March 2023 single Glue is not listed. Last fall, the Atlanta representative discussed creating Coming Home with Zane Lowe on Apple Music One. And Coco Jones is remaining at the top of the class. She inked a new deal with Warner Chappelle Music, WCM, just days before she may become a first-time Grammy winner. On Tuesday, January 30, it was announced that the former Disney star entered into an ex- exclusive publishing agreement with WCM. The Southern Bells signed to High Standard Def Jam Recordings back in 2022, later garnering mainstream success with her smash hit, I See You. The Platinum Certified single score Jones her first placement on the Billboard Hot 100. Funny enough, the Bel Air star was hesitant about releasing the ballad. She told Teen Vogue she thought it aged her. However, the record uh, helped her become a now five-time Grammy nominee. Jones is up for Best R&B Song, Best R&B Performance, Best New Artist, Best R&B Album, and Best Traditional R&B Performance. And beloved actress Nia Long has been tapped to channel Michael Jackson's mother, Catherine, in the forthcoming biopic, Michael. With Anton Fuquay direction, the, the film will chronicle the king of pop life and legacy, his ups and downs, and how he ultimately became the greatest entertainer ever. Aside from Long, Michael's nephew, Jafar Jackson, will channel his uncle as the leading role, and Coleman Domingo will play the family patriarch, Joe Jackson. Long, who's most notably known for her role in Soul Food, Friday, The Best Man, and Love Jones, recently starred in the Storm Reed-led film Missing, Netflix comedy You People, and others. Different from 1992, The Jackson and American Dream, which focused on the Jackson 5, Michael will zoom in on Jackson, a brilliant yet complicated man, according to the film Logline. And John David Washington is reportedly being eyed to star as Marvel studio Kang the Conqueror. Uh, movie insider Daniel Richmond uh, has reported that Washington is being considered to replace John the Majors. No other details were given about the potential casting. Uh, Richmond previously reported that Marvel was in talks with actor Coleman Domingo to star as the universe faring big bad. Uh, in early January, Richmond, uh, Richmond um, posted a brief update about the film studio wanting to bring the acclaimed actor on board. Now, still uh, early days, uh, he said that um, it's in this early development, but he hears that Coleman Domingo is one option that was brought up to replace Jonathan Major as Kang. 
Um, as for Majors, Marvel dropped him from the role almost immediately after his guilty verdict. In December of 2023, a jury found Majors guilty of reckless assault in the third degree and harassment for attacking his ex-girlfriend. Uh, the Lovecraft Country star was acquitted of two other counts of intentional assault and aggravated harassment. Major uh, depiction of Kang was set to be the focal point of the MCU next phase. He reprised the role in both Ant-Man, Quantumania, and Loki. Major was also scheduled to appear in the upcoming Avengers Kang Dynasty. However, the film studio has since wiped Avengers Kang Dynasty and replaced it with Avengers 5. The Hollywood Reporter said at the time that the company plans to move forward with the film, but in a different direction. And uh, Tiana Taylor updated fans on the upcoming Dionne Warwick biopic, where she leads as the legendary musician. Taken to social media on Wednesday, January 24th, the Harlem native reposted an image from Warwick's son, producer Damon Elliott, confirming the film is officially in motion. In her sharing, Taylor sang high praises of the heartbreaker performer and excitement for beginning the film. Warwick herself shared the news on X, asking her followers to guess the remaining cast. Taylor announced a currently unnamed biopic in the spring of 2023. Visiting the Tamron Hall show, the R&B performer shared how she's been studying various films, including Angela Bassett's performance as Tina Turner in What Love Got to Do With It, and Jamie Foxx's performance as Ray Charles in Ray in preparation for the role. The 1001 star also shared that she and Warwick speak nearly daily, hoping to create an environment where the 83-year-old can feel as safe as possible during the production process. And uh, um, right now we have here, uh, actually we have three minutes left remaining in the show. Wow, that that hour went by quick. Um Again, let me make some few uh, another announcement. Make sure you tune in on February 10th for my annual Valentine's Day show. It's the only show of the year where I do a full music show of some of my favorite artists to celebrate Valentine's Day. I usually do it a day or two before the actual holiday. So if you don't have any plans, and uh, once the show has been uh, broadcast and recorded, I do rebroadcast the show again actually on Valentine's Day. So if you don't have the time to listen to it on Saturday, you'll get to hear it actually on Valentine's Day. So make sure you tune in on February 10th. That's going to be at 10 p.m. Eastern for my annual Valentine's Day show. And... uh, yeah, just keep me company. If you don't have any plans and want to spend some quiet time at home, would like to wind now, you know, usually on a cold February night, you want to stay home regardless. And just, you know, just chill, have a glass of wine, and listen to some smooth love songs and slow jams. Well, that's going to do it for me for this week, too, and next time when we do it all over again. And if you are a music lover and a, a fan of some of your favorite music, make sure you tune in on CBS this Sunday for the Grammy Awards. That's going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern on CBS. Uh, again, make sure you guys stay safe, enjoy, have a great weekend, and I will talk to you next time. Take care.